Hello everyone and welcome to another episode from Sessions Zone. Today is our Bad Wars special. I'll be telling you more about that right after this. Welcome back. So that was the track Bad Friend, which is taken from the upcoming album Die About It, which is out on November the 3rd from Bad Wolves. You will want to make sure you're checking this album out. Coming up next is our interview with Doc Coyle from the band to discuss the making of the album, potential solo project and much more. You don't want to miss that. That is coming right next. Stick around. Um, everyone, welcome to Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves. Doc, welcome back to Set on the Tone. It was only, what, 2021, maybe 2022? I caught with yourself on tour on the road for your recent UK tour. Yes, How have you sir. been? I've been extremely busy. <laughs> you have. I have seen. I have seen you've been a busy man recently. Yeah. Um, moonlighting for for Ice Nine Kills over the summer. Yeah, that was a uh, like a. It's weird. It was like six months of insanity, and now it's like, did it even happen? 
it did happen. It did. It did happen, my friend. You were sharing the stage with Metallica for a, f- a good few weeks. So, well done. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but uh, you know, experiences like that—they're just—they're temporal, man. It's like you—you're in it, you do it, and then on to the next thing. You know. Exactly. Speaking of the next thing, um, Die About is the follow-up to 2021's Dear Monsters. Um, talk me through the journey, Doc. How did this one come together? Go about putting the ideas together, themes, and um, lyrics? Well, by the time, um, you know, interesting. the interesting thing about Dear Monsters was we started working on it essentially right at the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, there was basically a version of the record. We had a member change kind of revamped the record about, I think about 60% of it was left over, but we wrote a bunch of new stuff. So we were working on that album for like a long time. And then by the time it came out, the album came out and then we couldn't tour on it for about five months after the album came out. And then we did, you know, we toured pretty much all of uh, 2022 on the record. So for us, the album felt old by the time it was actually out. We were really almost like ready to move on pretty quickly from that. And so between every tour, we would go into the studio and just start working on the ne- the next album. And, uh, you know, John, that's kind of like how he likes to work. He's just like, go, 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 go. Uh, I, I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, I just feel like we've never really had much time off. It's like tour, right, tour, right, tour, right. There's like, you know, we put out, when this album comes out in uh, a little less than a month, it'll be five, four albums in five years which is kind of insane. That's a lot of... The only other band that I can compare that to is someone like Trivium, where they they, they were putting three albums out in that space of time. So you have been busy in terms of writing and recording. That's for sure. I think I was like, I was like, I think I'm burned out. <laughs> and I'm not even like the main songwriter in the band, but we were, you know, a lot of the sessions we would work, you know, together and kind of build stuff together. And it, but, uh, but yeah, it, it came together pr- pretty quickly. And then we did the Volbeat tour at the end of last year. And John was like, hey, I want to go in uh, January for a month, you know, and try and basically finish all the songs we have. And, you know, I think we had, I think we might've added one or two after that, but but pretty much the record was done, you know, January, February. I was working on solos at home. And then I got this this call for uh, for Ice Nine Kills. So it's been, it's been crazy. I thought the record was going to come out next year. And they were like, we're cool. It's happening this year, so it's it's been been nuts. What is uh what is die about about the actual name? Yeah, what's what's the album uh, about? Um, so the uh well the actual album name is a play on the the phrase "cry about it." <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so it's basically John and DL uh were talking about it. You know, just kind of you know, it's been we've had a kind of a rough go. In terms of, I think the interface between ourselves and um, maybe ex fans of the band, or uh, the way you know we've dealt with a lot of criticism in in a very harsh way, um, and it's, you know it's it's affected us, and it's been kind of just you feel like every day there's a little bit of a fight out there, mm. and you know for the people that I guess essentially who are uh, you know resistant to the new version of the band it's you know their their way of saying you know just just die about it like get over it <laughs> you know that's or that's how it's been explained to me but it's not it's, a, it's not my phrase but i'm trying to absorb it as best as possible <laughs> you're right you you know as a band there's been a lot of stuff um a lot of it we can't talk about it because there's been legal issues in the past and they might may or may still not be going on but you're right there's been a lot going on for this band 
Um, do you feel, I, I recently saw you something, I think it was a social clip you put out the other day, saying that as a band, you don't feel like you might have got everything off your chest. Do you think you've got that off your chest with this album? So I think DL was able to express himself because because when he joined the band, we had been experiencing the kind of backlash for a good amount of time, about, you know, I'd say six months, you know, or so. And, you know, and even during the pandemic, it was kind of crazy. Um, and so his his experience in the band, you know, I think took a toll on him. And I think you always have to reflect your true emotions in your art. You know, I mean, you can't, uh, you know, even, you know, the whole idea is like, I think some people are averse to um, conflict and drama and like wanting to get, get into it. But sometimes if that's what you're really feeling, you have to talk about it. You gotta, you, it has to speak through, through the art or else what you're doing is definitely not going to be an honest representation. You got to use that, whatever that frustration is, whatever that, whatever's kind of affecting you. Um, and so that, that was the reality. So there's a handful of songs where I think DL is getting those emotions out. And I think it's really important. And even if it causes a little bit of a stir up, um, I don't think that's necessarily the intention, but it is speaking to what is what is real. Whether people identify with that or not, well, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. I mean, the actual title song I think speaks to some of those frustrations. Um, but I'm I'm glad he 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 spoke about that. And yeah, I mean, we'll see how it plays out in terms of us divulging things because you're you're stuck between a rock and a hard place where a lot of people who have decided not to support the band have a false narrative. They have a story that's not true and we weren't really allowed to correct the record, but it's also now where there's some time between now and then. And it's like, do you just move forward and pretend like it didn't happen or do you address it? And it's kind of, you know, and sometimes it's stone in our face. So it's, it's a, it's a tough balance. I'm not sure if I, I even totally know the exact path or, or the way to kind of communicate this stuff, but just try and play it by ear and use our best instincts. Yeah, I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong, is there, to it? Like you say, if you if you try and combat it, it's sometimes used against you through media or fans. If you don't combat it, do you, you feel like you're doing yourself justice? Really tough one, like you say, rock and hard place. In yeah. terms of leveling up, what have you guys tried doing differently with with the album Die About? Is it, you know whether it be production skills or guitar tones, lyric songwriting? What have you tried doing differently? Um, I'd say there's probably a little bit more electronic, like synth elements on the, on this yeah. album. I think we're, we're all um big, like the weekend fans and even like some of like the post Malone stuff that sounds kind of eighties ish. And we love, you know, synth wave and, and stuff like that. So, and that kind of, you know, new age pop, like, you know, um, uh, John's really into the, the 1975 and, and, and bands like that. So, I think it was it was interesting. So we we had uh, went into the studio. It was me, John, and Max, and we were you know we were working on songs. And we and we turned out three pretty like prototypical Bad Wolves instrumentals. And when I say prototypical, I mean the band started as a very heavy band, and we had you know there's a certain type of riff that we consider like a Bad Wolves type riff, and really really cool instrumentals. I think out of the three, only one made the record. One, another one is great, but it's just. Uh, we didn't finish it in time, but, but we remember sending it to DL and he was like, man, it's like, it's good. It's like, but it's pretty heavy, man. You guys are really going for it. And then, and I think we looked at that and the next, the next week we went into, to work on stuff. We were like, let's stop trying to make a, 
bad wolf song let's just actually like let's try different things let's like whatever is different let's just go down that that pathway and then with within those sessions we we did something like uh nda uh which is pretty poppy and like you know like major key uh chorus and thing things like that and it just but when we kind of when we did stuff like that it made us really excited you know we even we even wrote like uh you know how the you know, bands like uh, A Day to Remember, it's like, uh, or like, um, what's his name? Um, the, the rapper who d- turned uh, um, Machine Gun Kelly, like, like, he's doing pop punk. We almost made like this pop punk, heavy pop punk song. We, it didn't make the record. It's actually still really, it's really cool. Though. I hope we use it at some point. But we were just trying different things. And it was, and I think, you know, especially for, for John, you know, um, songs like, um, you know, Hungry for Life, which I mean, if people listen, they haven't heard this song yet, but just, you know, that song like feels like it could be like Peter Gabriel meets Pink Floyd, but gent <laughs> version of it or whatever. Um, and so all that types of t- type of things were changing the game, doing something different. Uh, DL with his, you know, rapping stuff, you know, it's only I think it only raps twice on the whole record, uh, but it really stands out. And it was something creatively that was in him that we had no idea. So I think all that stuff was, you know, felt fresh and felt new and felt like we're leveling up in a way and adding things to the repertoire. Um, and then also from a production standpoint, um, we just, we were all together for the last month and usually we do our stuff pretty hodgepodge. Like this guy's over here doing this, this person's over here. And I think doing that, you know, I think really lent to the sound of the album really being, a lot more powerful and cohesive than I think maybe any any of the albums ever. So that was really great. Cool. When you're uh, setting out to make a new album, is there anything that you like to take over from previous um, bodies of work or do you guys just go, no, fresh slate, fresh canvas, and that's how we're going to do this? Um, I feel like there's always stuff left over. I mean, a couple of these songs are actually old songs DL had from you know, back in the day and just kind of completely reworked. They feel new, even though he he had them from a while back. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a song that didn't make the album. We didn't end up writing vocals to it, but it's, I, re- I brought it to the band on the second album. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it, and it was like, a, and we made a version of it then. And then it kind of became lifeline. And then, which is on the third record. And then, we like I rebrought it back, and I was like, "All right, we got it," you know. And it's like a heavier one, and I, I, I always want the heavy on the record. That's you know, I'm always I'm always fighting for the metal, uh, and it, and it didn't end up end up end up making it, um, but it's still great, you know. So I think there's always stuff a little left over, but it was for this record, I think a uh, an effort to make it as fresh as possible because just you know with DL this is his like first album with the band where it's like a complete clean slate, you know? And I think that was an important thing to like, let's just, let's not really worry about having a foothold in the past. Let's like, let's see who we are now and what creative um, energy is happening now. And so that, that was a big uh, point of emphasis. Um, in terms of where do you feel this sits in terms of the Bad Wolves catalog? Do you think it's the best Bad Wolves to date? Or is it a bit of a mixture um, of everything? I think every band always thinks the, the record they make is the their current record is the, the best one. Um, you know, and this is a tough industry because in a weird way, you're you're blending 
art and commerce and so much of your kind of identity and, and sense of self is tied up in how it's perceived, you know? So, and, and unfortunately, a lot of those things, you know, you might have something that you think is great, but maybe for you, it's like uh, a commercial benchmark is what is going to give you the validation or critical acclaim is what's going to give you that, that validation validation. And, um, and so just trying, like, no matter what, anytime you kind of put yourself out there for something and you want it to do well and you want it to, to, to succeed, there's just so much pressure involved in that. And, and that can almost sometimes take the, the fun out of it. Or sometimes you have, the, I always notice with my old band, God forbid, it's like you put a record out and you'd be like really excited. And then if it didn't do as well, you'd almost like resent the album. And then you'd go and you make a new album. And then you, so you love, you love it when it come out, then you resent it. And then your next album is almost a response to the previous record. And then when you have some, when some time away from it, you get a better, a more objective sense of what it is. I think it's very hard for the artist to be objective about their work. Um, and sometimes I feel like I rely on other people to give me their feedback to let me know what how they think it it sits as like better, best, whatever. I mean, you know, so I think in many ways it it definitely is the best thing the band has ever done. Um, but I but I but I do like all our records. I think all our records are cool and we've all of them have great songs and we and we worked really hard on all of them and uh and all have a different place, you know. I, I agree that I think the biggest difference that I haven't heard the album compared to previously, if you're a Bad Wolves fan that's been with you from the start, don't expect a whole heavy album from start to finish because this, is, it, this isn't this is it for me. It's got a mixture of everything on there. So much so that the track NDA has got a beautiful little saxophone. <laughs> that is, that's pretty out there for Bad Wolves, right? Yeah, but I mean, but that's exactly my point. That's something like we have at some point because I think in many ways, Dear Monsters, we played it a little safe, I think, because of the member change so that we didn't alienate people sonically, you know, because there were some people going to be alienated no matter what, but we wanted it to feel familiar to some degree. And so that kind of sh- shrunk the sandbox a little bit. Um, you know, so this time around, I was like, just don't, you, you got to make something for yourself. You can't sit there and like kind of aim your shot at you know you know thinking about some prospective fan you know at 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 some at some point you have to do what you do and uh and you hope people like it but you don't ultimately have much control in that you know outside of your promotion and touring and working hard and doing your best to spread the word about it but people are going to decide one one way or another whether they they like what you're doing and you have to live with the result yeah, it's a, like you say, it's a very difficult industry. Attention spans and the way we choose to consume music now, it's all so different to when you and I were teenagers 20 years ago and buying physical CDs. Yeah. No, but one thing I also want to say that I feel like there's this weird perception about, like, I don't, I completely do not understand the perception of our, our band, like, sonically as, like, being heavy or not heavy. It's like, uh, you know, the first album had, you know, th- you know, Zombie, which is like a extremely commercial radio song. Hear me now. Remember when these are like rock songs, you know, and then the second album, you know, we had like Sober, which is maybe the most commercial song was ever done. You know, Killing Me Slowly, songs like this, um, Better Off This Way. You know, it's not like, you know, we, 
I, I feel like we've always had a lot of like ballads and soft songs. There's three ballads on the last record. So if people like listen to the record and go, oh, it's softer. I'm like, it's really not. If you just really go through the catalog, we've always kind of done everything. We've had really heavy songs and really light songs and everything in, in between. So, and pretty much all the more rock songs are the more, pretty much the most popular songs for the band. Uh, what's next about Wolves? When, when can... The, the UK see Bad Wolf skin. That's I guess that's what the UK fans want to hear. That's a good question. I mean, I guess we're hoping uh, next festival season. We we had some offers this past year and um, just couldn't uh, get the budget together to make the the tour happen. And I was out with Ice Nine Kills anyway, so it kind of didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Anyway, so yes, hopefully that same run happens this year, and it's just a matter of you know getting the offers and 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 making the damn thing happen. But uh, you know, we, the last time we were there, we had a, an amazing time. Uh, the UK is very special to me. Uh, our fans there are tremendous. So yeah, I can't wait to get back. I, I want to give DL a big shout out for the last tour actually because um, I was due to speak with him on the tour bus, and obviously his voice was it wasn't very well. But he put in a hell of a shift right on that show, despite not being hundred percent. So a massive shout out to DL. Yeah, he was he was clawing his way to the finish line, and it was cold, and we were miserable. <laughs> but, you know, we had been there in Europe for you know two two and a half months, so it was it was crazy. It was a crazy run. Yeah. And then our last show was in it was in uh, Glasgow, and it was the coldest day of the tour. Um, and the venue like just left the doors wide open. So we're like playing in like coats and hoodies. And I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Close the door, put on the heat. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is like they're a different type of breed in Scotland. <laughs> they really well, built to last. <laughs> they really are. They make the this part of the UK look like um wimps uh, with, with the winter. Um I guess the, the big question for me on this is what makes this album or section of the album is there anything special on there that you really love is there a particular section that you're just like wow that's that's perfect for me my favorite part of the whole album is uh, on a song called uh, set you on fire um and it's a bridge and it's just man it's just sexy man it's just it's like super big and heavy but it feels like you know you could just, you could just see like uh i don't know like blade runner you know, 2049, like billboards, like, I don't know. There's something about it. It's just, it's just real huge and sexy and just, oh, it's just, it hits me right. I get goosebumps every time I listen to it. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part. Again, that song's not out yet. So when you guys hear the album, you'll be able to, uh, to experience it for yourself. <laughs> they will indeed. They will. Um, and then just very lastly, what makes music so special for you? I know that you're just like everyone else. You're, you're a fan. You're passionate about all, all music, but what, makes it so special uh i think man i think this life man it kind of chooses you and you know me i'm been doing this since i was you know 16 basically like playing in bands and playing shows and and uh i don't really know anything else you know it's kind of my uh my safe place and it's also for me the the community is is just so important. Like all my friends, all the people I connect with, I feel like I go, um, it's not too many environments where I feel comfortable, you know, in terms of like, Oh, this is my tribe. This is my people. And, and, and metal is where I've kind of found my, my home. And it's just so important. Just get in a room, playing with people, that energy. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, it's a compulsion. 
you know, for better or worse, I think, I think some of us, you know, might be more well-adjusted human beings if maybe we chose a, a more stable path, but what, you know, th that thing that kind of calls you to it, um, even this, this many years doing it, I just, it, it, you know, like I said, I don't think you really have a choice. It's just, it's just where you're at and, and what you have to do. And, um, you know, and I've been, you know, fortunate to have some great opportunities lately and you just have to keep riding that and keep building momentum and, you know, and just take one, you know, it's like one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing and so on and so forth. And so I'm just always like, I'm almost, you know, I don't, I never think that far in the future, to be honest, never more than like a year or two out. Like, What's your five-year plan? I'm like, survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I wish, I wish I was, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, one of these people with this incredible foresight, um, and kind of, uh, organization in that, in that way. But for me, it's all about just, you know, what's in front of me and conquering the, the next challenge, you know, and, and that's, and that's how it goes for me. So for better or worse. No, I'd, I'd agree with that spiral. Funny enough, they were asking me in the office today, what, how's your day been, Rob? What do, what do you want? How's it all going? It's all about survival, folks. That's all I can say. Just trying to get through to the next day. Um, it'd be rude of me not to mention, obviously, you mentioned about solo work. What does that look like potentially for yourself? Is that something that you're actively working on? Or is that just sitting in the in the background waiting to appear one day? Well, it's, it's not... I, I guess I was uh when I first moved to LA, it's like 10 years ago, I thought about doing a, a solo album, but like I was gonna do it like slash style where you get like a bunch of different singers and and I kind of um I just I just not that I got bored with it, I just it it just wasn't the right time for me. Like I didn't really enjoy just sitting there working on songs just by myself. Um and then like Mark Morton, he put he did one very similar style. Um, you know, Nita Strauss did something kind of similar. And, um, and then, you know, recently, you know, then I got, got involved with a lot of bands and it just became something on the back burner. Um, I actually did a cover song. It was going to be for bad wolves and then bad wolves didn't end up using it. Um, but I sang all, I did all the music and I sang on it and it came out really great. Um, and so then I, I had this idea for a music video and I, so I put all, so I put all this money in this song, this music video, and it, it hasn't come out yet. Uh, cause it kind of conflicted with all the bad wolves releases. So that's going to come out pretty soon. I don't want to give it, give away exactly what it is. Um, but there is the potential to possibly write and record some, uh, original music as well. And so maybe, you know, that might happen, but I just need to kind of find time. You know, it's, it's a little daunting. I've never really thought about myself as a solo artist or anything like that, but it's like, Hey, you might as well give it, give it a whirl, see what comes out, yeah. you know? I know yeah. of a couple of people that would be happy to return the favor. Dave and uh, uh, from Royalty Cult would be happy more than have them have them boys back on the album for you. Yeah, for sure. No, more than happy. Doc, thank you very much for your time. Um, I'm very appreciative that you've been, you know, busy as always and offering me your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. All the best with Die About, which I believe comes out on the November the 3rd and hopefully catch you on the UK run, hopefully next year in 2024. All the very best and thank you for your time. Cheers. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And you, friend. Take care. Bye-bye now. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview there with Doc Hall from Bad Wolves. Die About It comes out on November the 3rd. If you need a gentle reminder where to find that album physically or um, to stream it, I'll be posting links on Set and Tone's Facebook and Instagram pages. You can find Set and Tone under the um, handle Set and Tone UK Podcast on Facebook and Instagram 
I'll be posting Bad Walls links there for social media um, platforms, as well as physical and digital release links to the album. Thank you once again for tuning in. It means the absolute world to have your support. Again, massive shout outs to Doc, uh, Valeria at Duff Press, Better Noise Records for their help and support in bringing this episode to you. If you're in a band and you've got something that you'd like to talk about, whether that be an upcoming single, upcoming album, um, or you're a new band or even an EP, whatever it may be, band related, please feel free to reach out. If you wish to come onto the show, you can reach out via email, which is stt-setintoneoutlook.com, or you can reach out via Facebook and Instagram, and the handle, as I said, is Set Tone UK Podcast. Until the next time, bye-bye for now, and thank you for tuning into today's episode. Thank <laughs> you.